You are listening to the Going Paperless with ADHD podcast with me, Morgan Dotson, and this is episode number 44. Today we have an extraordinarily special guest on the podcast today, and I am so excited to share with you Peter Shankman. The New York Times has called Peter Shankman a rock star who knows everything about social media and then some. He's a five-time best-selling author, entrepreneur, keynote speaker, influencer, and spokesperson for many global brands. He's also a podcaster, father, two-time Ironman triathlete, a Class B licensed skydiver, and has a pretty serious Peloton addiction. When he's not traveling around the world speaking to companies big and small, he's based in a New York City apartment with his eight-year-old daughter and one-year-old dog, both of whom consistently refuse him access to the couch. Some of Peter's notable accomplishments include being the founder of Harrow, Help a Reporter Out, which is the standard for thousands of journalists looking for sources. He's a futurist in residence at Epic Marketing Consultants, which focuses on the customer experience of tomorrow. He's the founder and host of the Faster Than Normal podcast, which is the internet's number one podcast on ADHD, helping thousands of people focus on the superpowers and gifts of having a faster than normal ADHD brain. He's also the founder of Shank Minds Breakthrough Network, which is an elite online mastermind of thought leaders, business experts, and change makers. I first came to know Peter and his work through stumbling on his podcast several years ago after I was first diagnosed with ADHD. Um, after binge listening to most of his episodes, I was for sure hooked. I was totally obsessed. I love him. I still love him to this day. I really do believe in being an example of what's possible for you guys and for people who have ADHD. So I know the value of having someone you can look up to as your own example of what's possible right? To show you how it's done, to give you inspiration. So I'm super excited to have Peter on the podcast today. I'm super honored to have him on the podcast today. I had to schedule a little freak out time before recording this podcast episode today to get all the fangirl energy out of my system. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm also excited for you guys to get to know him. If you're not already familiar with him and his work and not just his work in the ADHD space, if that's what you're more interested in, but really go check all of his stuff out. In typical ADHD fashion, he wears lots of hats, he does lots of things, has lots of interests. He's got a kajillion other amazing things he's doing or has done or will do. So he's for sure one you want to follow. All right. Enjoy. All right, Peter, thank you for coming on the podcast today. I am so excited to have you. And um, why don't we get started by you telling my listeners a little bit more about you and what you do? Sure. I have no idea what I do. Um, what do I do? I, I am aware of many hats. Um, most recently, as most people know me for having started and sold a company called Help a Reporter Out or Harrow, which connects journalists with sources all around the world. It was acquired by Pure Newswire about 11 years ago. Um, I am a, in no particular order, an angel investor in multiple startups. I am a single dad to a lovely eight-year-old. I am a corporate keynote speaker who pre-COVID was traveling about 300,000 miles a year, giving speeches that is just starting to come back. I switched mostly to virtual. I hate virtual speaking. I am so excited to get back on the road. Um, what else am I? I'm a consultant to Fortune 50s on everything from the customer economy to the web 3.0 metaverse cryptology, crypt cryptocurrency slash NFT space. Um, I'm a five-time best-selling author, uh, four books on business and marketing, one book on ADHD. Um, God, what am I forgetting? I don't know. I'm an Ironman triathlete. I'm a skydiver. I'm a born and raised New York City brat. 
And oh, I'm a dog owner. I have a, I have a, I have a pandemic dog. His name is Waffle. He's uh, probably the stupidest dog to ever walk the earth, but I love him, and he's 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 ours. So, and a dad. Did you mention dad? Dad, yeah, I got the eight year old out of the way. It's in there somewhere. It's in there yeah. somewhere. Yeah. So, so we'll just get started. So, one thing I thought about asking you, which would be super fun for my listeners, is what is one of the best pieces of advice you've ever gotten? I have two. The first one is if you can't change the people around you, change the people around you. And that was uh, very, very mind blowing. It's the premise that life is too short to surround yourself with people that don't get your vibe and don't believe in what you're doing. Um, And if you find yourself there and you can't change their minds, then you have to change them and, and substitute them for other people. So that was uh, one of my favorites. And the other one is um, if you don't like where you are, move, you are not a tree. Yeah, that's a good one. Is that a Dr. Seuss one? Uh, I don't know. I, got I can't it remember. An, it might be. I got it from an old skydiver. And I've learned that if you, if an old skydiver gives you advice, you kind of want to hang out and listen to that advice because he's old and still skydiving, which means he's been smart enough not to kill himself. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. So I'm assuming I'm going to take a wild guess and say you're familiar with the Pareto principle, the, the 80-20 rule. Mm-hmm. So in terms of things you do, maybe to manage your ADHD or even just for general success in life, what are like the things that go in that 20% category that drive 80% of your results? Without question, it would be the elimination of choice. Um, I have two sides to my closet and they are labeled. One size says office slash travel and they're t-shirts and jeans like they're wearing today. The other side says speaking slash TV and they're button down shirts, jackets and jeans. Um, that's it. My suits, my jackets or my suits, my vests, my, my, uh, tuxedo, all that, all that stuff. My sweaters, those are all in my daughter's closet. Um, because if I had to wake up every morning and go in and look at them and say, oh, I wonder what I should wear. Oh my God, that sweater. I remember that sweater. Laura gave me that sweater. I wonder how she's doing. It's three hours later. I'm naked in the living room on Facebook and I haven't left the house. So, right. you know, you, you put into play those practices, which allow you to take your 400 mile an hour brain and not drive off the side of a cliff. Another one is exercise. Um, my day cannot exist without having exercised. Um, I had a call with Australia at three in the morning this morning, uh, after which it ended around three 30. I got on the bike for an hour and a half, um, from three 30 to about know, four, five o'clock, five 30, at which point I took a shower, got dressed, got my kid up, got her to school. You know, am I tired right now? I'm exhausted. But if I don't do that, um, I have less than a better day. I don't get the dopamine, the serotonin, the adrenaline, all those things I need to make me better at being me. It is very hard to be me. Um, and I suck at it sometimes. I suck at being me sometimes, but I find that if I take care of those things and do those things that are mandatory for being me, I have a better chance of doing well at being me. Yeah. Do you ever have seasons of life or just even if you have to skip a couple days or even a day, does that really throw you off? Um, it's not so much that it throws me off. You know, it, there, there are several ways that this could happen. So if I skip a day at the gym, my world is more than likely not going to implode. If I don't get on the Peloton first thing in the morning, my world is more than likely not going to implode. But I then run the risk of saying, okay, you know what? I had a crappy day. I had a crappy morning. I didn't work out. Well, screw it. I ruined the morning. Now I'm just going to have a bacon, egg, and cheese instead of like a healthy protein shake. Well, screw it. If I had a, health, if I had a bacon, egg, and cheese, fuck it. The day's over. I might as well have pizza tonight. Well, okay. You know, and then, and then I might feel like crap tomorrow morning because I ate so poorly and I'm not going to get up and work out. And all of a sudden, it's like three weeks later, I've gained 10 pounds and I'm down a spiral. So 
It's yeah. like, I don't want that to be a thing. And so to, to prevent that from being a thing, there's a wonderful movie and a great, a wonderful line, a great movie called War Games, uh, where the computer realizes how not to have nuclear war. And he goes, the only winning move is not to play. And so for that, I won't allow myself to play that game. You know, I don't, it's the same reason I won't give a keynote. Um, if you want me to take do a, a morning or an evening keynote in Las Vegas, you have to fly me either into or out of LA the night before the night uh, after. So like I will to give an 8 a.m. keynote on a Wednesday morning in Las Vegas, you will fly me into LA the night before, put me up at like the airport Hilton or whatever. I will fly into Vegas at 6 a.m. the next morning, give my, my 8 a.m. keynote and then fly home. Um, spending an, a night in Vegas unsupervised probably won't end well. I'm not saying I'm going to bankrupt my, you know, my daughter's college fund, but why give myself that opportunity? Right. Yeah. So you put your, you put situations into play that allow you to achieve the best outcome. You stack the decks in your favor as much as possible. Totally. Yeah. So Peter, you also have a podcast about ADHD, a very successful one. What made you want to start a podcast? What makes someone with ADHD want to do anything? Oh, that looks interesting. Let's see what happens <laughs> if we do it. Yeah. Um, literally, that is how everything in my life has happened. Like, that looks interesting. What will happen if I do that? Um, I've had great successes with that. I've had horrible failures with that. But that, that is literally yeah. how we live our life. And so what made me want to start it? I, I, when I finally realized I was ADHD and I got diagnosed, and I'm like, holy shit, all the stuff I've been doing all my life to make my life better actually has a name. And it seems How to be working. How old were you let when you were diagnosed? Were you a 35? Like 35? 15 years ago, 35, yeah. yeah. I'm like, let me see what I can do to actually make that work. And um, I, now that I know it works, I wonder if I can help other people with it. And, and literally that yeah. was it. And two days later I had a podcast and like three months later I get a phone call from uh, a publisher saying, hey, you should write a book about your ADHD. And you know, okay. <laughs> why not? I get an hour to kill, you know? And um, yeah. Yeah, uh, two trips to Asia later, and the book was written. Yeah, it's amazing. But so I mean, so- I mean that's, that's, that's how people with ADHD work. We, I think the worst thing for someone with ADHD is, so forward motion is thrilling, and when you don't have forward motion, even if you're just standing still, it feels like you're going backwards, and that's not acceptable. Yeah, yeah, it can be painful. Yeah. Definitely, I would definitely say that, that, you know, being able to keep forward motion moving forward is a wonderful feeling. And so to do that, there are certain things you have to do to, 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 to make that happen. Yeah, definitely. So let's talk a little bit about digital organization, given this is the going paperless with ADHD podcast. So (laughs) in your book, you talk a little bit in depth about kind of different digital organization things you do, whether it's necessarily you know, scanning things and saving them and having them digitally stored. But talk to me a little bit more and my listeners about kind of some of the benefits you get from not having paper around all the time. And even things like you and I have talked in the past before about kind of how your calendar is your boss, right? In terms of if I'm not doing it, it's my, on the calendar. Yeah. Not only is my calendar my boss, but I am not actually allowed to schedule anything in it. Um, yeah. Talk about I- that. Yeah, my assistant took away right access to my calendar years ago. And um, because even, you know, even when you have something in a calendar, it, it is very possible. Oh, you know, I'll figure out a way to make that work. That's like an ADHD person's favorite line. I'll figure out a way to make that work. And mm-hmm. my assistant pretty much told me one day, no, you cannot. There is no human way that you can figure out a way to have two dinners on the same night on separate continents. That will not work no matter what you do. And so mm-hmm. you're not doing your calendar anymore. So, so, so I can suggest something. And if it's free, she'll put it in the calendar, but she doesn't let me do it. And um, it's actually very beneficial. You know, for me, knowing that something's in the calendar means that it's real. Um, you know, until you put something in the calendar, until you pay money for an entry fee, until you buy that ticket, whatever, it's not an actuality. Doing those things makes it an actuality. So if you want it to happen, you will do those things to make it an actuality. For me, you know, 
uh, been training for going on two and a half years now for an Ironman that was supposed to happen two years ago and then COVID and then COVID again. So the Ironman of 2020 is now, is now 2022. But again, because I'm registered for it, it is real. So because it's real, um, I have to train for it. Right. So yeah. it's the same the calendar. It's the same thing with going paperless. You know, um, if I allow, if I start to allow pieces of paper onto my desk, I pretty soon I won't have a desk. Right. And so, so the ability to put it in something to scan it and the technology is just, my God, it's so much better than when I started. I mean, Adobe scan might just be the greatest app in the history of mankind. I mean, I, I, I open it up, it finds the paper, it scans it. it. It's at the point where it can tell based on what the receipt is, what category it should be filed in. I mean, the thing is just, it's just amazing. And yeah. so, you know, and, and I mean, full disclosure, I, I'm, I'm an influencer for Adobe, but I literally live and die by this product, you know? Yeah. And so Adobe scan to be able to use this thing and just capture everything and, 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 and not have to and know it's in the cloud, know it's safe and know it's backed up and toss that receipt. I imagine being able to scan 10 receipts and then throw them all out at once must be what heroin is like. I, I've never done heroin, but I imagine it must be what heroin is like, that incredible feeling, you know, like, that, that, that premise of, okay, I don't have to think about that. Right. Yeah, it's just especially done. trust your systems, right? A lot of my clients struggle with, okay, I can scan it, but does it mean I can ever find it again or you know, know where it's at right. when the I need it? Is, and so right. that's the key, key is that, that everything you do, everything you scan, everything you put into place has to have a way to be found. Otherwise, it's pointless. Um, right. You know, I, I use a, a wonderful app called LastPass, um, mm-hmm. which takes care of all my passwords and all my secret notes and secure seeds and things like that. And, and, um, knowing where it is and then it works on every device and things like that, you know, makes it easier. Same thing with scanning documents. I have everything is in the cloud and it lives in like three or four different places. So if Especially my if phone- you're traveling, right? Of course, if my phone falls off a cliff in Taipei, you know, I can still get access to it some other way through my laptop. If, mm-hmm. if both my laptop and my phone fall off a cliff in Taipei, I can go to a local computer, you know, whatever the case may be. The only, da- the only way that might not work is if I actually fell off the cliff in Taipei, at which point my assistant could then have <laughs> access to all that stuff. So, so it is all very doable. It is all yeah. very doable. You, but again, you have to put those systems into place and then trust them. As long as you trust those systems, things do work. Um, I go off the rails when I don't, rely on the systems uh i know i know yeah. megan yeah. it took megan probably about i don't know eight months took me about eight months to when i first got my assistant to actually trust her enough to let her do a job mm-hmm. right what but a nice concept <laughs> right i know but once it was able to let her do a job you know life got easier right so you mm-hmm. gotta have some trust there's a who's the instructor i think it's cody rigsby from peloton i i have several peloton instructors i love and then there are the other peloton instructors cody has a quote, is it Cody or Alex? It might be, I don't remember. One of them says, uh, trust the process, right? When you're on that bike and you're killing yourself and you're not seeing results, trust the process, it's going to happen. And I'm a big believer in that. I mean, something as simple as, you know, the other thing I I would suggest is that you need to do the research on the tech. There's so much awesome tech out there that can help you. Um, I just noticed as we're on this call and and Fireflies joined in. So Fireflies.ai is a note taker. Right. It is sitting there in the background as we speak. It's a bit of automation. It's sitting there in the background as we speak and it's transcribing our call. Right. And then from there, it's going to email me the transcription, which I just simply archive into Google, uh, into Gmail. Right. So when I need to look, so, oh, what did Morgan and I talk about? Did we talk about blah, blah, blah? I type in the word Morgan. I type about the term I'm looking for and it shows up. 
Yeah. Right. So, so you, you have to research the tech because there's so much brilliant technology out there that allows you not only go paperless, but just live your life so much better. Yeah. Yeah. And the thing, you know, with that kind of stuff too, is what I used to do is look at all the options of cool things you can do digitally and, you know, it really anything, and then implement a lot of them, whether I needed them or not really. And, um, I eventually got overwhelmed. So one of the things I had to start doing was starting with, okay, what is the purpose of me doing this? Right. And then kind of finding that app to match it. Does that make sense? So like it does in the instance of your fireflies thing, what kind of purpose does that solve for you? Right. So for me, it allows me to, I don't have to worry about keeping notes of what we talked about. So if I'm in a meeting, Mm -hmm. right. And we're talking about a contract or whatever, and you say, okay, I agree to that. I don't have to worry that I'm not going to write that down or that I'm going to miss it or whatever. It's there. Yeah. I just read the automatically. Um, yeah. You know, again, I think that you're right though. There are so many cool tools out there. You could really get distracted by tool shininess and, and then you're using yeah. everything. Nothing's working. So you figure out what works for you and you dismiss all the others. I, I, one of the big things I love doing every six months is going through my Amex and uh, my Amex bill where I put, I have every credit card, on, every charge on one credit card. You got to do that. Right. Yeah. And my corporate card has everything. And then I go through it every six months and go, okay, is there anything here that I'm paying for that I'm not using anymore? And if so, yeah. see ya. Bye. Yeah. Makes sense. And yeah, like you said to yes, evaluate what you're paying for and also taking a good look at like the inventory of all the tools you use, even if you don't pay for them, right? A lot of apps are free. A lot of apps are free. I will suggest though, that as many apps that are free, no question about it, the ones that you really enjoy, it is worth upgrading for because chances are you're going to get a lot more. You're going to get a lot amazing. I mean, I remember I was using the paid version of Zoom before the pandemic and everyone's like, oh my God, how are you getting such great? I'm like, this thing is awesome, right? Yeah. You know, look around and see what's out there. I wrote a a piece on this. I wrote an email this morning to my audience about listening to the little things. You know, we all look for that next big thing, but big things are a culmination of many, many little things. And and if you want to stay on top, look for those little things and find out what they are and start using them before anyone else. And then when they do become, and they do blow up and become big things, you know, you're ahead of the game. Um, it is, it is amazing how many things are out there that you can find that can benefit you. If you just do a little bit of research and a little bit of looking, you know, even just something as simple as um, going into the app store and sorting by new, right. And just look yeah. for stuff other people haven't found yet and, and say, oh, what is this? What does it do? You know, 99% of the stuff you find is, is crap, but you're going to find those diamonds in the rough every once in a while and they're going to change your life. Yeah, especially when you go looking, you know, what I used to do a lot of times was say, okay, this has to be the perfect, just right app, right? And then I would use it, find one little thing wrong with it and then throw it out and then make myself wrong for that versus like, this is just one big giant experiment. Who knows if this will be a good I- one or not? Let's just try it. Life is, I mean, I, I can't, you know, I, I look at it like skydiving. You know, I love skydiving. I got about almost 500 jumps. And every time I jump, I try to tr- learn something new, right? I, I have the basics yeah. down. What are the basics? Parachute, land, don't die. You know, if I get through that, anything else I learn is, is a gift. Yeah. So I do have another question. So in sure. terms of like mental resiliency, I guess is the topic. What is one of your thoughts or maybe a couple of your thoughts that get you through like some of your worst days, like some of your hardest, darkest days? What gets you through? Well, obviously, exercise helps tremendously, but I think a lot of what helps me um, <sighs> it's a great question. I think a lot of what gets me through is knowing that when I go to sleep, 
the sun will come up in the morning and I can get up on another chance to do better. Um, my worst day, I like to think it's still a million times better than most people because I just get to have a lot of fun with what I do. I mean, it's not all peaches and cream. I lost a, I had a big client yesterday who, who I've been working with for a while and they, um, uh, brought someone in house and that person has their own team, right. And they don't need me anymore. Okay. It happens. It's not personal. I think I like, that's another, another great lesson I learned that take with is none of the shit's personal. Right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, I lost the client. Okay. Life goes on instead of thinking, Oh, I lost the client. I allow myself five minutes to bitch about it. Oh, I hate those people. Okay. Get over it. Right. You know, yeah. make one vague, vague Instagram post, whatever. And then, um, but then you sit there and go, okay, what that actually did for me was that opened up seven hours out of my week to find more awesome shit to do. Yeah. And to go find some more clients. Exactly. Or just figure out, okay, what have I been putting off that I can get done now? Right. And so travel's starting to kick back in. I'm starting to get more on planes. So I'm going to go back to writing. I have two books in the pocket that I want to get done. So, you know, all these things, everything really does happen for a reason. I believe the universe. I mean, I think in terms of the universe, I believe I'm on the universe's gag reel. Like, you know, it, 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 it's like, okay, it turns to its other universes and say, watch, we're going to fuck with this kid, watch this, you know, and it does shit like that. And, yeah. you know, that's fine. I mean, I, I think that, you know, any success I've had, it comes with the responsibility to also have some bad stuff and that, you know, that that's being on the gag reel. But on the flip side of it, I also believe the universe does unfold the way it should. And I believe I'm very successful. It does. It, doesn't. it, does. it, it does. does. And I believe I've worked my ass off and, and, you know, yeah. um, working your ass off is half the 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 job of letting the universe unfold the way it should you know yeah. I, I have this great this great joke about this uh this uh this religious guy who's who's in a um he's in his house and there's lots of flooding around and, and the cops come by and they say sir come with us your house is gonna flood he says, no, no no god will take care of me and you know and he uh a little while later you know the water's up to the second floor and the, the firehouse the fire department gets through and they they had they throw a ladder sir jump this ladder says, no, no no god's gonna save me and, the water's on the roof now. And then, you know, the, a boat comes by in the coast guard. Sir, no, no, no. God, don't say me. Of course the guy drowns and he gets up to heaven. He sees God. He says, you know, I, I prayed you all my life. I, I was told you would save me. And God says, I sent a, you know, a cop, a fireman and a boat. What the hell more? Yeah. What the hell? You know? <laughs> so, so it's, it's, you know, that kind of meet me halfway concept. Um, yeah. You know, I think that if you work your ass off, it's like the other, the, 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 the guy who, who, Always believes he's going to win the lottery. And win the lottery, win the lottery, win the lottery. And he's very poor his entire life. Finally dies, gets to heaven. He says, I was very, I prayed every day to win the lottery. I never did. What's up? God says, you know, you can meet me halfway and buy a ticket. You know, you got to put in the work. Yeah. Right. You put in the work though. And, and you're going to see the results. And I, you can't, I said this to my daughter a couple of weeks ago. Uh, she had a, her first assignment for in, in third grade was she had to read a book and she had to write about it. And of course she procrastinated, procrastinated, procrastinated. And the night, before school, she wants to play on her iPad. I'm like, no, you have to, you have to read this book. You, you know, you waste all the time. And she's all upset. And I'm like, honey, here's the thing. You can't get upset with the results you didn't get because of the work you didn't do. Yeah. And I don't think she understood it. it. Right. I don't think she understood it, but I sounded awesome for saying it. Right. So, you know, but it's true. It's so true that way. You, you have to, you have to put in the work. Totally. Yeah. So in terms of something you want to leave my listeners with, what is one of the best pieces of advice that you give to other ADHDers? Well, you have to understand you're not broken, you're gifted. Yeah. Um, if someone gave you a, a Lamborghini, you wouldn't say, oh, what a piece of crap, I don't want that. You'd be like, oh my God, I have a Lamborghini. Very confused. Um, <laughs> but if you're used to driving a Honda Civic your entire life that you have to floor just to get up to speed on the highway, yeah. you can't drive a Lamborghini the same way. 
You have to understand that your brain works a little differently. We've had over 200, got almost 300 now interviews on Fast and Normal, uh, all of whom have said once they learned how to drive their brains better, they had incredible lives. You know, we've had, mm-hmm. we've had the band, we've had bands, we've had Shine Down, we've had, um, ow, don't lick me, dog lick me, sorry. <laughs> we've had, we've had Shine Down, we've had, uh, we've had the chief of staffs of, of presidents, we've had um, Tony Robbins, that's Tony good. Robbins, Keith Crowd, Doctor Sound, all these people, you know, and and they all say the same thing. Once you learn how to yeah. how to drive that faster brain, you know, so so yeah, keep fighting. You know, you're in a great club. It's uh, people of ADHD. We have cookies. It's awesome. So what advice would you give for people who are figuring out how to use their brains? If that's the, if that's the magical secret. I think the best thing I could tell you is look at what other people are doing, you know, re- listen to your podcast, read faster than normal, the book, uh, uh, find people you trust, confide in them, find people who have dealt with this before. Yeah, you can get through it. And, and, and once you, once you learn how to, how to, how to roll with it, you're going to be very happy. Yeah. Yeah. And it's super fun. I think at the end of the day, there are a lot of, downsides to my ADHD, but once you can accommodate that and really figure out how your brain works, like I'd rather have it than not have it. I, I can't agree more. I can't imagine life without it. No question about it. Yeah. It's way more fun. And it is. Yes. Okay. Peter, how, how can uh, my people find you? Yeah. My entire life is at Shankman. Uh, I'm at Peter Shankman on all of the socials. Um, so at Peter Shankman everywhere, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever, uh, Peter at Shankman.com is my email. I answer all my own email. Um, what else? I have my own crypto coin called Shank. And if you, if someone emails me and says, Hey, I heard that you have your own crypto coin on, on, on Morgan's podcast, I will actually send them coin. Um, but yeah, I'm everywhere. Faster than normal is the podcast name. And, and, and I'm, but you, it's, it's pretty hard not to find me. Right. You're a pretty available online guy. What are you working on now? What's, what's coming down the pipeline? What am I working on? I'm doing a bunch Anything of speaking. Fun? Yeah, I'm doing a bunch of speaking. I have a couple of, I'm working on a lot of NFTs, uh, sort of web 3.0 NFT stuff. I have um, a bunch of speeches coming up. I am eventually going to be working on a follow-up to Faster Than Normal, the book. Uh, Once I can start getting back on planes to Asia and I get those 14-hour blocks to write, I'm going to start doing that. Um, I'm having a good time. I'm just trying to have fun. Yeah, especially, you know, and I would imagine it's somewhat difficult to already have a ton of success and do a ton of amazing things already under your belt. And then to continue to say, okay, skydiving, I've done that. You know, I've done all these things. Like now what What could be so amazing that I could blow my mind even more than I already have? I think the fun part for me is that I don't know yet and they just sort of appear. Yeah. And then when they appear, yeah. you figure out a way to do them. And that's the best part. Yeah, totally. All right, Peter, thank you so much for coming on the podcast and I'll put all the links in the show notes so everyone can find you. My pleasure was mine. Thanks for having me, Morgan. Yeah.